I'm honored to be invited to talk to you for a few minutes this morning about Second Helping, to share some of this history, to talk about what we're doing these days, and to talk just a little bit about the future. And I'd like to dedicate these words to Jean Hill and her vision and her legacy and her tenacity in getting Second Helping started. So um, where were you in 1998? I know where some of you are were, and what some of you are doing because you were volunteering at Second Helping. In 1998, Jean Hill, Kay Sennett, Melissa Sennett-Jones from our church wanted to do something to assist those in need. They saw there was an increase in homelessness. They thought about a shelter, but they thought maybe that's a little too much. Um, and they were inspired by the community uh, Thanksgiving dinner that the bread basket did once a year. And that was the germ of the idea that became weekly dinners that, with the work of Jean and Kay, Melissa, many others, many of you, became second helping. They served a hot meal on a winter Sunday 25 years ago. First meal, nobody showed. At the second meal the next week, eight people showed. For years, First Congregational was the only meal in town. Okay? Every Sunday night, rain or shine, uh, then other downtown churches joined in the meals, First Methodist, for, uh, First Lutheran, the Presbyterians, the Unitarians, Unitarians provided breakfast at the Presbyterian church facilities. The Mennonites have been joined with us from the very beginning. And in 2018, the Church of the Latter-day Saints fixed supper on Mondays at the Senior Citizen Center, so after 20 years, a hot meal was served in the downtown area for every meal. Second helping. So we don't have records from uh, the second helping at the very beginning, but I have records of the number of guests, the names of the volunteers, the menu, and the weather starting in fall of 2009. A year ago, on October 18th, 2009, the weather was a sunny 70. Andy and Mary Ellen Barkley were the cooks. They served slaw, barbecue bis brisket, cornbread, green beans, and cookies to 21 guests. Other volunteers in that fall, according to the records, and I know there were many more, were Carrie, Jeff, and Nikki Keller, Ann Smith, Judy Ahrens in the ESA group, Alan Levine, Jim and Gretchen Lewis, Angela Hubler, Kathy Beam, Jim Marilyn and Catherine Mock, the Weston family, Joy Shell, Karen Nicobine, Ann and Dale Stearns and Sue Chucky, and from the Mennonite Church from the very beginning, Bob Atchison, who's cooking tonight, um, Dave and Ann Redmond, Bob and Karen France, who often cooked, um, Stan and Myrtle Bartell, Dan, Dean Dinner, the Brinkenkoffer family, and Elias Seg. Okay, that was 2009. 2013, a decade ago, 
the average was 24. Ten years ago tonight, the menu was hamburger, cheese, noodle, bake with green beans, salad and ice cream and dessert, and Gretchen, you were the cook. <laughs> Remember? And you served 37 guests that night. Right? So five years later, in 2018, we served 1,000 884 meals with an average of 35 a week. Okay. The cost was $1.09 a meal. And in 2022, last year, we averaged 47. cost of our meals were about a dollar and a half and a couple months ago in July 2023 we had an all-time high of 75 guests a week If we count lunches and seconds, that's 125 meals a week. September and, um, and August of this week have, uh, this month have remained high for this year uh, with uh, 134 and 152 meals respectively. And so far this year, we're averaging 110 meals a week that counts seconds and lunches. That's a lot of volunteer hours. Six and a half thousand last year meals. Almost 5K so far this year. Second helping volunteers do everything needed to make those meals happen. Volunteers plan the meals, order food and supplies, pick up groceries, and pick up recovery food and other donations. They make desserts and cookies at home. They pack lunches. They make sandwiches. They cook supper. They wash dishes. They serve the guests. They greet our guests every Sunday for 25 years. And the volunteers don't just come from our church. We've had critical help from the very beginning, from the Mennonites and from the ESA sorority. We have volunteers from other church groups, student organizations, volunteers from local businesses, from the community. Sometimes volunteering is a family project. Once a month, my sister and my niece and I cook in the kitchen, and all my grandchildren have volunteered to help in the last couple of years. Nick and Amanda Campanella and their two daughters cook, cook and serve regularly, and recently Grandpa has joined them. The Coleman family volunteers regularly together. And when Rachel's dad died, her family decided to honor him by volunteering as a family, and her mom and dad worked on community meals in a neighboring county. Uh, so now Rachel and her mom, her sister, and Michelle volunteer regularly. Okay. So 6,000, 5,000 meals, where does the food come from? Lots of places. First of all, we have a line item in the church budget in the Board of Missions budget. 
And then, as you know, we collect um, food and cash the first Sunday of every month. We order every week from Hy-Vee, um, and that's mostly fresh items, items for the, for the sandwiches uh, and um, fresh fruit. They give us a 15% discount, and Jackie picks up our groceries every week. Community groups and individuals provide both food and cash. ESA has been doing both for decades. At a statewide ESA conference this summer, volunteers donated 15 cases of food and over $600. We get USDA commodities. Uh, the bread basket provides fresh produce and other items. We get bread from Panera every week. During the school year, we receive food from the K-State Athletic Training Table, a well-organized community effort of food recovery, uh, manages all of that. Uh, and the food is donated then from Sodexo, the caterer for the, the training table. Uh, Martha picked up eight pans of food this week and put it in the freezer. I love stories about gifts of food for second helping. About a month ago, Lions Creek Farm uh, over in Junction City brought us 25 pounds of fingerling potatoes. A friend of mine brought us a bushel of cucumbers to use with the meals uh, and to give away to our guests. Uh, for about a year, a cooking adverse friend uh, paid a local baker uh, to uh, deliver fresh rolls and cookies once a month. A couple of years ago, Olive Garden called with, with, to offer us frozen soup. They make their soup fresh every day and then freeze and date what's uh, what they have left over. And we picked up over 200 pounds of bagged frozen fruit, uh, soup. We get really good food from the training table. And the volunteers are usually glad to just have something to warm up instead of cook the whole meal from scratch. It's usually really wholesome food. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, this year we got uh, meatloaf, pork chops, mashed potatoes, and rice. Here's some example of, a couple examples of menus that we have for our guests. Pulled pork sandwiches, macaroni salad, baked beans and chips, and Carrie's famous fancy cupcakes. And I think that was your menu, wasn't it, Les? I think you did that. Uh, Oven-baked chicken, uh, vegetable rice, pilaf, green salad, bread and butter, pumpkin bread pudding with caramel sauce. In an article in, uh, about Second Helping in Manhattan Magazine in 2019, a guest told a reporter, the emotional connection to the food that these ladies make, it's therapy. It's therapy for me when I come and have food that's home cooked by people that love to do it. But you know, it's not all about the food. It's not about the food so much as it's about the people, a guest told Manhattan Magazine. Our guests tell us the, that the communal environment um, is one reason they come to have supper with us. Some of them feel very isolated because of homelessness, mental illness, or just loneliness, and find camaraderie and community at our tables. Who are our guests? Anybody who wants a meal, anybody who needs community. Before we got so busy, many of you will remember, volunteers would grab a meal and sit down and eat with our guests. We're way too busy to do that these days. There's a small group that, who eats together at the same table uh, and they sat in a vehicle and ate, or on the curb and ate, during COVID when we were just doing uh, to-go meals. Our guests come from the shelters. They're people who live all alone. 
They're people trying to stretch their Social Security dollars. They are youth who've been kicked out of their homes. There are families who come when there are no meals served at school. There are people with disabilities and mental illness. They are our friends, our neighbors, our family. They are the mother who ate with us a couple of weeks ago. We sent home food for her family and she left at seven o'clock and she said, I feel so loved tonight. Food and love, that's us. Of course, it's not all awesome food and warm fuzzies. We have a paid host, the awesome April, who really is about security, just keeping an eye on everything. We've had arguments among the guests. We had one last week. Um, but we've had only one food fight that I know of. <laughs> we had a guest who sidled up to me one night and said, I think you need to call the cops. That guy over there looks suspicious. Um, we have guests with mental health issues. We can tell if they're off their meds. We have guests who only will sit if they can have their back to the wall. Once in a while, we have a guest who just won't leave because he has no place to go, and April will find him a place. And sometimes all is not well in the kitchen, like when the frozen casserole is still frozen in the middle of mealtime and the cooks had to heat it one helping at a time. That was Michelle. And, yeah, all right. I think it was probably several of you. Um, and then there's the one time that one of the cooks dropped a whole pan of mashed potatoes on the kitchen floor during a busy time. <laughs> Much smaller servings of mashed potatoes that night. And sometimes a couple of volunteers fail to show up and sometimes we run out of food, like we have a couple of times recently. What else do we do? Fixing supper and dancing around mashed potatoes, we do other things too. We provide information um, about other resources in town. We listen to a woman who just wanted to talk about her daughter on the fifth anniversary of her daughter's death. We gave a garbage bag to a guy who was kicked out of his home and needed something to put all his belongings in. We passed out ice cream bars and popsicles to guests in line for to-go meals on hot COVID summer Sundays. We give and receive recipes. We send extra food to the women's shelter and the homeless shelter when we have leftovers. We give out Bomba socks that are sent to us. We discuss the merits of peanut butter and banana versus peanut butter and jelly versus peanut butter and marshmallow fluff sandwiches. In a perfect future, hunger would not be a problem in our communities, but it probably always will be. The church groups in Manhattan who provide meals have been joined by other civic and wellness groups to form a not-for-profit entity called Common Table. Our Board of Missions has a representative to the Common Table. Common Table is working on a site where everybody can meet together. It will have a communal kitchen, yay, uh, with lots of commercial grade appliances. And it's at the old high school, middle school, eighth grade center, whatever, um, on points. It's expected to open in about a year or so. But we'll still be there. We will be there serving and cooking and cleaning up and washing dishes and preparing lunches, doing our bit to fulfill our mission. It's a blessing. It saves people's lives, a guest told a reporter. Well, second helping is a blessing to us volunteers too, right? 
We receive so many thank yous and so many God bless yous. And we hear that's just like my grandma used to make. Or that's the best shepherd's pie I've ever had. I think that was your shepherd's pie, right, Brent? Yeah. And and although we're very tired at the end of the evening after fixing supper for 60 or 70 guests and cleaning up afterwards, I, for one, usually go home with a smile on my face. I feel blessed to be part of this mission. I feel blessed to be able to work with all of you awesome volunteers. I go home on Sunday evening hearing kind words and thank yous of the guests, feeling the camaraderie of the volunteers, understanding that together we are helping Manhattan become a caring community. And I think of small joys such as this one. One Sunday night, after a very busy evening, one of the guests sat down at the piano after most of the others had left. She played Debussy, one of my favorites. The cooks and the volunteers stopped what they were doing and stood in the dining area to listen. And a young mother with a four-year-old daughter who was packing up and getting ready to leave stopped her task, picked up her little girl, and danced around the room. Food and love, that's what we do. 